Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce train, and we're going to be talking a little acting, a little comic books, uh, a little editing. My new friend, Prince George, is here. Prince George, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, tell me a little about yourself. My name is Prince George, of course, and I'm a spokesman, writer, actor, spokesman, and edit and spokesman for a company called Warzone Comics. So, tell me a little bit about Warzone Comics. What's the where's the what's the origin story? Warzone Comics, as a company, has been around since March third, two thousand two. Okay, uh, but before then, we like we've had the essence of what Warzone Comics is or what it t- started from. Started in 1997 when we were before when we were kids, for the most. Okay. Part. And you know how, if you know anything, when you hang out with your friends, you find things to technically do to keep yourself entertained. Yes. Right? And, and stuff like that. Basically, that's pretty much what it was. Like guiding ourselves through high school, junior high, junior high in high school, and most children, most of us, tend to use to pass notes between ourselves. In class, and, and instead of us passing just regular notes, we would pass comic book strips that we should draw between ourselves to answer math questions or just been silly and things of that nature between ourselves, between friends. And we, we build a reputation, and to the fact that we used to be in uh, classrooms and draw on the blackboard, our our would become our logo on our black one of our black on our blackboards. And yeah. we, got fam- we got famous for it, like around school, like in different classes in school, to the point where teacher wouldn't even erase the bo- blackboard. They just leave it on, on the blackboard. And we were like, screw it. And we were like, laugh at it. And we were like, oh, I guess we're making an impact. <laughs> that is awesome. It is, I think a lot of us do that as kids. We will, especially if you're reading comic books as a kid, right, you, you'll you have your ideas of your own characters or have your own thoughts. And to be able to continue that at that y- young and then actually bring it to fruition, that's a pretty cool deal. I got to credit a lot of different people for me being a comic book artist. I can say okay. that um, my grandmother used to give us uh, comic books, um, Every Christmas and birthdays and holidays, and keep you busy, keep you thinking, and things of that nature. So you just be like reading comics and getting into different stories and different plot lines. So I got it early, and yeah. then yeah. What kind of comics did she uh, buy you guys? Everything. I, I it's I I'm more. It's funny how most people can quote you the the writer or the artist and whatever for different comics. I'm more into the characters, more or less the idea. I wouldn't tell, be able to tell you, not, not that, and it may sound like I'm not really a comic, true comic book fan, but I'm more of a, we more of character, about characters and story. And the, the characters are, are, are decent, the stories are decent, the character, the colors are decent, then we're reading it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, we, we're reading for the most part. Yeah, one of my earliest memories is my grandmother, and that's why I was asking you. My my grandmother worked on an army base near Fort Polk at Fort Polk, Louisiana, and she was the manager of a post exchange, which is a combination Walmart, Target, it's basically a military store, correct? Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. And it wasn't the commissary. The commissary was the grocery well, it's store. Basically the, it's basically the PX. It's basically yeah. their PX or their general, yes. general yes, store. Yes, exactly, yes. Okay, right? So she managed the PX, exactly. And I would go to work with her, and she would – I would go to the spinner rack, grab all the comics I wanted to read, bring them to her. She would rip the covers off give me the comics and then she would give the covers to her salesperson so she could get credit for the longest time. I never had covers on my comics and I was like you Prince George. I didn't know that at the time it was Kurt Swan or maybe Mike Grill or 
anyone drawing comics. All I knew is I was reading Legion of Superheroes. I was reading Superman. I was reading Spider-Man. I was reading Fantastic Four. And so those were the characters I grew up with. I loved those characters. And then only later did I find out, oh, this guy was a writer that I really liked his work. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all about the characters. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. What kind of music did you guys listen to when you were younger? Amazing enough, my grandmother and grandfather are from the country. Okay. Believe it or not, we grew up on country music. Okay. The, the classic country, like the general, the Ruby McIntyre's, the, and what is it? Ruby McIntyre, the, the gambling guy. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and things of that nature. Yeah. And in our house, we tend to grow up on that, especially when we used to travel. And then family, friends, and associates it turned us on to like R&B and to rap and everything else. And then my mom was from like, my mom's from Baltimore. So she ended up introducing us to the Motown sound and everything else. So we got a, a bunch of different types of music from different places. But yeah, it was, it was dope, like introduction to music, like yeah. classical, classical and jazz and everything else. You'd be like, wait. So it's funny that now that when I walk into places or when I went to uh, school for animation, yeah, I walk into the, the the elevator or anywhere, period, and I listen to country music and that either old school country music or new school country music. And people will be like, huh? You listen to country? And I'm like, yeah, this is normal. This is normal for me. <laughs> it may not be normal for you, for me listening to it, but it's normal for me. <laughs> my parents were into country music too in fact i've told the story so many times my listeners are bored of hearing it but skip ahead a couple minutes i remember 68 69 i'm much older than you i was visiting with my cousins in ohio and they could not believe i could not name all four beatles but we didn't listen to the Beatles at my house. We were listening to Merle Haggard. We were listening to Johnny Cash. We were listening to Charlie Pride and Loretta Lynn. So yeah, it was only later when I got my own little AM clock radio that I discovered pop music and rock music and, and rhythm and blues. But I never turned my back on that country music because it was it reminded me of home it reminded me of my family yeah yeah did so you've done some music yourself right tell yes, me a little bit about that we do a genre i do a genre or the company does a genre called rap rock renaissance which okay. is i guess i've said in other interviews like rap everybody know what rap is right and everybody sure. know what rock music is but basically, Renaissance music is like from music from the nineteen twenties and before to present. Okay, so it's a fusion of music. It's like basically all the different types of music that I was influenced by growing up, listening to, and liked, and was once experiment with. Which an experiment now with actual music, right? So we're influenced by a lot of different styles of music, and then too, we're inspired by our own. Own our own music of what we want to create and things of that nature. So you may get how most albums you hear one style of music through the whole out al- through the whole album because of the idea of they're trying to keep a listenership. Yes. And basically through an album with albums that we create, you may not get one specific flow of, of style of music. You may get a collective collective body of work or, or body of music. Arts. So it depends on what the album is specifically. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out. 
because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Do you, I, I do think that's one of the things that record companies want to do is they want someone to have a sound and, and sometimes it's hard to put a creative person in that box, right? That I hear different songs in my voice, in my head. So I don't want to just do straight rhythm blues. I don't want to just do straight hip hop, right? I've got different sounds I want to make and therefore I need that diversity. Do you feel that's what you do as well? Uh, no, it's, it again, it's not realistic. Okay, like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, when I, we create sure. music, or I create music, it's not okay. I create, we write, or I write, or create different types of music. Yeah. And place the actual songs and album after the fact. Okay. And sometimes it also depends on who I'm working with, we working with at the moment. So it could be, you could be dealing with the, R&B singer on this track that okay. comes to the studio, work on this track. And then you may get a rapper who's rapping on this track. And you may get another singer who comes in into the studio during the during recording the rap, say maybe the rap song, right? And may come in and they'll technically be one of, they may have a voice that fits a specific song that wasn't intending to be on that song to begin with, but they're in the studio at the time. Yeah. And we don't want people to be hanging around the studio just to be hanging around the studio. So we'll get them right. in the track and, and the track turned into a whole different beast. And you'd be like, wait, it wasn't supposed to be like that, but it's different, it's, it's original. It makes a lot of sense to do it this this particular way at that moment. If, if that okay. is, there's a thought process that goes into the album itself. We did have an album that released in 2016 called uh, Baby G's and Q album. And if anybody know about St. Q, the guy, the famous slave who escaped the, the Amistad, right? Okay. I've never watched, particularly, we, I've never seen the movie, The Amistad. Okay. But I always, we always read about the guy in literature about St. Q, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the albums is, is our interpretation of that, that gets inspired by it. Yeah, and okay. The first track of the album is called When I Die. Mm -hmm. And it basically gives you an idea. And then, of course, my my name is Prince George, right? So sure. it's influenced by both. And when you listen to a song, it basically talks about, it goes from his struggle to me. If that okay. makes any sense. Right? It does, yeah. It goes from his struggle to, to me and it merges a whole bigger a story together and forces a whole different story together in the, in the beginning track and then it goes everywhere else why do you think you seek such diversity in your creative endeavors i'm looking at your imdb page that's uh, you, board. It's, is that it you think that's it's that simple because you know, like when, this is pretty much i'm pretty sure you can agree to this like when you do something when you do something. Yeah. You, you learn something. You can't unlearn it. You can't unlearn it. You can't undo it. Yeah. And stuff. So when you do it the first time, it's okay, I got this. I want to move on and do learn and do something. I want to learn and do something else. I want to challenge myself to do something else. I don't want yeah. to repeat I don't want to repeat myself to do the same thing I've done I've done before. 
So you right. tend to learn how to just be like, okay, what's the next thing that I didn't technically do yet? What didn't I technically talk about? What didn't I technically do? Who didn't I make, in your case, maybe who I didn't interview before? Or how can I make this? This person might be interviewed a hundred times, but what makes my interview stand out? The interview I do with them stand out. It's pretty much that. It's pretty much just it's challenge yourself. It's challenge yourself and say, you know what? I did this before. I did that before. This feels nice. That feels great. And then too, my mom is a, my mom is a, we used to be a songwriter and a writer and arranger. Okay. Most of our music that I rewrite or create is stuff that we want to sit down and listen to our, with my mom or listen to with moms, of course. Right? Yeah, when sure. you're sitting, we're sitting around the house, you want to sit down and be like, hey, I did this. If you, when you get a chance to see your mom or see family members or whatever, the, the your elders, it's okay. If I'm sitting around playing it, if I'm sitting around playing it, and from around my elders, I don't want to have to pretend to keep, oops, sorry, oops, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this, it has saying this or saying that and blah, 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 blah. You want to be able to play the album and be proud of what the work you did on the album or on the project itself. You want to have something to talk about. You want to have something to talk about with them and get their opinion about it. And not only do that, you want to be able to, if you distribute the project or you want to go perform the project somewhere, you don't have to go back in the studio and refix something you could have done the first time. The first time. Not saying that the album is bad or nothing and when it has cuss words in it, but there's always two versions of a song generally. When it's the the record label days, you have the clean version and the vulgarity version. Yeah, the version we make is, is clean completely, so you don't have to technically trip about the idea of going back and spending more money, spending more time to record an album. Screw it. When I'm playing the first time, let you listen to it, let you enjoy yeah. it, like it. Great. If you don't, we don't mind saying that. We don't mind you telling us you don't like it and what you don't like about it. Sure. But again, our music is not for everybody. I'm pretty sure you're going to have those people who don't like it. That's fine. You're going to get those people who like it. That's fine. You're going to get those people who don't listen to it at all to make having an opinion. And that's absolutely fine as well, too. And stuff. But, you know, uh, go ahead. But then, too, again, like music is also therapy. It's the center of our, it's the center of our lives. There's a song from when the person is born. There's a song when the person's Young, this person when they get older, there's a person when they're old, there's a song when they're dead. And it's central to our lives. And you can pick out, I'm pretty sure you can pick out songs when you were uh, young, you'd be like, yo, I like this because of this for this reason, to bring back these memories. I'm pretty sure when you were in high school and everything else, you can pick out songs and be like, dude, this took me through my whole high school years. I'm pretty sure you can take out, you know what I'm saying? And you can pick out songs now and be like, yo, I like this song because this song makes me feel this particular way or whatever the case. Prince George, I often talk about songs are time machines. They are absolutely bring you back to that time, that place where you heard it. I have a buddy named Terry Smith that does a podcast called Music Talks. And the premise is he asks you to pick a song from every decade you've been alive. So like I was born in 59 I had to pick a song for the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, right? And it has to be a song that was recorded and released during that decade. And by doing that, you end up doing exactly what you talked about. A song when you were born, a song when you were in your young childhood, when you're in your teens, when you're in your like college years or post-college years or and it each of those songs have a different meaning to us. And there are songs that immediately bring you back to that time with my grandparents or your grandparents or your mom, as you're saying. And it, I, I talk about that all the time. Music is the soundtrack of our lives. And often there will be favorite artists be it Bruce Springsteen, be it Prince, be it Michael Jackson, be it the Foo Fighters, YouTube, just name them. There are many people that have a band that 
has been with them most of their lives. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Do I think it's interesting that you at this point you aren't wanting you're you're exploring music that would would be available at Walmart. Walmart has the non-explicit versions. Is that just what's striking to you creatively now? No, because I also write soundtrack. We also write soundtrack music. And right now okay. we're working on a soundtrack to, for a movie project called Bugsy to Becoming, based off the comic book series that we did called Bugsy Comic Books. Okay. So it depends. It depends on the what we're working on at the moment. Because we do yeah. gospel music. Like I said, we do all genres, but gospel R&B, rap, whatever. Sometimes it's storytelling, like in the music itself. Like it tells you a story. If you're listening to the music itself, some of it, it will tell you a story, what's going on. Rather it be a music by the artist that, that's recording it. It could yeah. be the life story of the artist who's recording it. It could be art, a story of the character. So if it's basically off of a, a character, it could be the life story of that character. And then too, it also could be a song of a shared experience between the character and the artist who's recording it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So talk a little bit about the comic book and the movie. Tell me about it a little bit. Okay, you see the posters behind me. Correct? Yes, I do. These are the. This is the character Bugsy, based off the comic book, and it's the comic book cover uh, for the comic book Bugsy Becoming. It's based off a comic book series called Bugsy Comic Books, right? And okay. we're currently working on a movie project based off based off the comic book, and okay. the movie comes out next year, August thirtieth, twenty twenty four, as well as a video game and stuff like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Comic book itself comes out at the end of this month, at the end of this month on August thirtieth. Okay, and as well what's as, the, as well as the audiobook. What's the premise? It depends on the story you're reading at the moment. To be honest. Oh, okay. To be honest, just, just give you a brief is that the this particular story each my character our character has two origin stories and basically the first or the origin story you're looking at in this movie project is basically the day or the week that he becomes a hero right in his reactions to the idea of being a hero and then the, the original or the origin story before that is how he, the way the character looks he looks different acts different than most of the the characters see out there right okay as well as like you know how Batman was chose to be a hero, correct? And how Superman it was born a hero, correct? Yes. Well, my character was chosen to be a hero. He didn't choose to be a hero, and he didn't want to be a hero. He didn't think about it. He was chosen to be a hero. So basically, put yourself in that position. Someone chooses you to do something that you didn't know you can do, you didn't want to do, you didn't think about doing, but somebody chose you to do something that... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you end up becoming a hero and all this chaos ensues. Yeah. So like in your brain, wait, how would I react to this crap? Wait, what? Like, this is, I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this situation. I didn't choose this as a career path. But now that I'm here, <laughs> I'm Am I going to? Yeah. So I, I love that premise, the idea that some people choose greatness, other people has greatness pushed upon them. The idea of, okay, you, you've given this opportunity, you've been drafted, you've been chosen, and are you going to embrace it? Are you going to try to fight it? Will you probably do a little bit of both? So I could see that would give you a lot of drama. And a lot of story ideas. Yeah, and, and like I said, through it, we built a, a five-part series based off this particular character in the series. Mm-hmm. We call yep. Boise Comic Books. And each story in the Boise Comic Book series has its own individual title. Because I know old school, back in the day, when they had a series of comics, all of the comic books, if you remember, all of them had the same title, basic title, basic same title, maybe something slightly different. Yeah. It makes the same title, and it was number one through five or one through four or whatever yeah. the case is, right? So my char- my story, the first stories are not, they're not titled one through four. They have their own individual stories. They have their own vocal points within them. 
And only thing connects the, the actual stories is pretty much the stories itself and the main character, but the actual imprints that's on the books themselves that put you, that put, let you know they're in the same series. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, we got rid of numbers. It's just the idea if you read the stories, you if you're a fan of the comic, you better probably read it and be like, oh, this goes in this era. Whatever which way you want to read it, you can for the most part. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's only side stories. So who who are some of your inspirations? Who are people that helped inspire you? I saw in your notes that you worked Vicky Hernandez is one of the people that was partnered with you, but who are people that have been that influenced your work as a musician, as um, a writer? I'm gonna be honest. Like everybody that I that, that inspired me to be an artist or music or whatever. You probably wouldn't know their name. Okay. And you'll probably know their name. And this is the basis to this. We have a show that we, we're launching on Amazon Prime. That's on Amazon Prime now. We have a trailer on Amazon Prime for a show called The Prince George Show. Right? Okay. We produced, we produced for six years before. And we relaunched on Amazon Prime. And we are we relaunched on Amazon Prime. And we're adding other stories and other people and some of the people behind this movie project and this comic book that we're working on right now to release. Mm-hmm. Right? So basically, one of the, two of the people you'll get to meet in the Amazon and the Amazon story is my mentor is King Possessor Da Vinci. He's a producer of The King Show. And okay. He basically was one of the people who influenced the idea of the production part because I'm also a producer of projects as well too. Okay. So you'll get a chance to get a glimpse of him. You get a chance to meet Vicky Hernandez, who's my protege in the business, and also who's also a producer and writer by a company called Foreign Designs. And another and later series, you'll get a chance to meet one of the graphic artists who's basically works with me as an understudy, right? Who went okay. off who recently went off to start his own company. You get a chance to get a guy by the name of Moses Riser Jr who now owns a company called Moraiju Entertainment ETC. So if you go online, you can see Moraiju Entertainment ETC. He used to work for Warzone Comics originally as well, too, and stuff. Okay. And you can meet them on the Amazon Prime show. And then we have other people who inspire different aspects as well, which you probably won't see on Amazon Prime yet. But yeah, you can see different people, different experiences that inspired the, the different parts. And we, I'll probably go into depth in Amazon show, the show itself, and get explanations of who people are, and pretty much, and get, answer more of your question even more. Okay, that's it. That's interesting. Yeah, I just did a, you know, I just went to Prime Video and searched, and I see it's right there. So, that's, yeah, that's, and congratulations. That's pretty cool. Thanks. See, what we have right now, Amazon Prime, is to basically your trailer for the show. It's pretty much refreshing. People's memory who who you knew who knew the show originally. Yeah. And what it was before. And then also getting people ready for what the show is going to technically be. And as you see, you see the stuff, the trailer, the synopsis on Amazon Prime, it tells you it's gonna introduce you to all the people from the world of the world of behind what is he becoming. Which is this comic book. Well, we gotta right. read you. So you get a chance to Yeah. We experience everybody before you, the movie comes because when the movie comes, we get we is getting ready and screened next year. The movie project itself, so you right. get to meet everybody and get to know the characters prior to that. So. Yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of stuff in the mix. Long term, what haven't you done that you still want to do? You talked about you you don't like repeating yourself. You like trying new things. What's next for you? I, you know what? Try my hand into doing a sitcom. We wrote a sitcom called. I'm used to acting, like on on television, mm-hmm. and doing a couple movies here or there. But I also want to do a sitcom, and we wrote a sitcom recently called uh, The Prince Sitcom. And so we're going to try to hand at doing a full scale like a, a sitcom series that we're going to release, shoot, and release. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty much the pr- basis of the show is most people because i'm the spokesman for warzone comics right and people know of say like the prince george show the people know about the prince george show or know about the number for sure that the podcast we also do a podcast called the number for sure that 
And so most people don't see the behind the scenes of our lives behind the scenes. So the Prince sitcom is basically, a, a, it's a sitcom, but it's loosely based off of my life or something. So sure. they could see behind the scenes, fictionalized of some of the things we go through to get things done in our lives. The, who we sometimes hope, maybe they might not see who we are dating or who we are married to or who the, the struggle to get to where we are right now before we pick up a microphone or before we decide to play music, if that makes any sense. Sure. You're like all the shit you have to do before you get to here and you get here, you're like, okay, I'm locked into this world. You only know me for this world. You only know me for doing this show or this podcast. But if you knew everything I did prior to me getting here, sitting down right here, and all the shit I got to do after I leave here, it's gonna be like <laughs> it's a story. It's a story in itself. And if you technically wrote down everything or filmed everything you did prior to this or after this, and shot it and edited it together, you can make it into a whole story in its own. And you know what I'm saying? If that if that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Prince George, what have I not asked you that I should have? I think, I don't know. What what else do we, would you want to know? Because like I said, I've been, me personally, I, my history, I'm going to give you my history real quick. Please. I started out as a princess or protege to, like I said, for Sasha Da Vinci back in 1997. So my history of my career starts back in 1997 and before. And okay. a lot of people know that I do music, yes. But before I did the music that you hear me do currently, I used to be a part of a group called uh, Modesty, which was a, a singing group back in 1997, 1998. It no longer exists as a group. Mm -hmm. But Warzone Comics adapted it to be uh, a group that we now going to technically have the name to and we can release al albums through. And then we also had, I used to be, when I left Modesty, I became a member of a group called NWAO, which was a rap, which is a rap group. Okay. And so with that, we used to do like clubs and house parties and things of that nature. So people, that that's another journey after, during my high school years in the end of high, in, in middle of high school towards the end of high school. Right? Yeah. And so then, and now, during that time, we started doing art and comics, and I was always a born, a born artist. I was always an artist. So, like, grafting from that to doing writing and producing and meeting my mentors and things of that nature. So all of that experience from being in groups and rap crews and music and writing and movies and comics and everything else, will culminate in this big, bigger picture project. So you get a chance to see our history of everything that I've been through, that company's been through, and, it, and the different parts of what we've done be inside like the Bugsy Becoming project itself. Yeah, it sounds like that all this has been leading up to this project. Like everything else has helped to piece together so that you can do this. You know what? That's the funny part, because it wasn't the initial plan. That wasn't right. the initial plan. You know how when you build something, you right. build something because you would love it. You would love doing it. You want to do it. You've been doing it forever, right? Yeah. But when opportunity comes and you see this opportunity, you're like, oh, I fit. it fits what I'm doing. Yeah. It fits to who I am and it fits to what I'm doing. Yeah. Then, okay, I can do this. And then opportunity another opportunity comes and then you move and you move and you evolve yeah and before you long it's a bit whole bigger project because what this was he becoming project as well we're venturing off into our own water line and figurines and shirts and hats and water and stuff like that as well too yeah do what What is, what surprised you about this journey? What are things that you've said, I'm a little surprised this has come up, or what have you learned from in, in during this journey? To be honest, 
to be, I've learned how to be calmer, how to okay. be calmer, how to be patient and be consistent. And then also enjoying the journey. Because like when I started this career, although yeah, you may see, and that's another thing I'll tell most people know me for doing acting or doing art or whatever the case is. Yeah. One right. of the things I've always said when I was in starting this business, that I also wanted to be, also wanted to be a producer and writer and director on projects. Yeah. Right? I don't mind being in front of the camera for projects itself. Okay. But I also love being behind the camera with my team and around George Easley and, and different working with different people and getting them known, using my platform to get help right. everybody, everybody else get known. And finally, you think it's going to go one way when you're doing a, a project or you're doing a, what you consider a career. Yeah. And you be like, wait, it says go this way and it goes a whole different way than what you think. And it brings you full circle around to where you want to be. Sure. And you'd be like, oh, wait, okay. It, it ended up being where I need to, where I need to be, but I had to go a whole different route than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. It really does. Uh, I mean, who, yeah. Because who knows? I'm pretty sure all the stuff you learn in music, I'm pretty sure you probably as well too. Of all the music you listen to and all the music lyrics you heard, all the music you heard from when you was a kid up until now. You probably never thought you would do be doing a podcast right now talking about it and no. exploring those those songs with no. people and having, and showing sharing experiences with them. No, I, no idea. And that's one of the joys. I had a guy named Warren Zane on the podcast about a month ago, and he had right out of high school was in a band with his brother. He ended up being a writer. He ended up getting his doctorate. And so he was heavy in academic, was involved with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I asked him, I said, that's a lot of diversity. And he said, I didn't want to limit myself to one thing. I I needed to be a musician. I needed to be a writer. I needed to be an academic, a teacher. He said, and if they tried to make me do just one thing, I was unhappy because I knew all of that is what made me. And I feel I get that same vibe from you. Prince George, that you don't want to be put in a just one category because mm -hmm. your creativity is more than that. You know what? Then too, I, I realized that Warzone Comics for me is like a university. Yeah. You, know, you get a chance to meet various people, different attitudes, different ideas, different talent, mm -hmm. different wavelengths on a, of talent. And then the things you didn't, wouldn't, you couldn't have, you couldn't have sat in the classroom to learn, right? Yeah. It took you many years to learn in the classroom, but it wasn't willing to teach. You learned sure. by doing it in your own company, in your own business. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Sure. You learn it. And then too, it gave me a newer uh, appreciation because I hope, you know how you're doing a, a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't learn it as a podcast. I didn't learn to do radio on a podcast. I actually learned it at an actual radio station. Okay. Actually, actually produce, I used to produce out of a radio station. Mm -hmm. And so now that I'm doing a podcast, I can appreciate doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's way different, but not really. Because it's the same thing how I was thinking of sending someone else. So you can plug in how you can boot up your computer and plug and play music and Upload music and download music and things of that nature. We used to tend to do with CD decks and tape decks and everything else. And to see the technology change. See the technology change and figuring out what you want to do and how you want to go about it. And, and you can learn how to have your own individuality shown within sure. it. And appreciate everybody else's talent. Like how... I can listen to what you're doing with your show and be like, yo, I'm digging it. I couldn't probably do it, but I'm digging it. I can appreciate the idea of what you guys do on podcasts and things of that nature. 
It's good soap. I like it. Good. Very nice. If someone wants to learn more about your work, where do they go? Everything on social we're on social media. Everything is under Warzone Comics. So if you go to between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the above, you go under Facebook or whatever the case and go under Warzone Comics, you'll find us. Email is Warzone Comics WZC at hotmail.com if you want to reach out to us. If you want to um, reach us by phone, our office is 424 732 9673. We open Monday through Sunday from okay. uh, 10 a.m. to uh, 6 p.m. And basically, and then the worst website is wzc.com. So people can go there and enjoy the product we make. Or if you want to get products done for yourself, if you want a specially designed comic book or a specially designed t shirt, or you want to do production work or anything that we have on a website under our mobile service, we can actually do for people as well. What separates us from other comic book companies, like most comic book companies will sell you or companies sell your product. We actually do yours. We can actually do your products as well. So not just us getting known and famous and and all that, we can actually do that for everybody else as well too. So That's great. That's a really good service and, and way to feed back creativity you know, to the universe. So before we hit record, you had answered this already, but for the record, first off, thank you, Prince George. This has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and I'm very happy you were able to spend some time with me. Uh, Listeners, go check out that website and check out some of the stuff on Amazon Prime. But I ask every guest the Mary question so give you a little premise in case you are a Prince George fan and you're checking out this pod Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher that is now retired but when he was teaching he would give the lyrics to the song Thunder Road to his class they would read the lyrics they would discuss it as if it was a poem and then he would ask the question at the end does Mary get in the car so Prince George, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Okay, first of all, from my interpretation of the song, she never got in the car in the first place. She came out of her house and stood on the porch, and his whole story was standing outside of her por- outside of her house near her porch when she was talking. He was talking to her. He mentioned his he mentioned his truck. Yeah. But in certain aspects of the song, the truck is a metaphor for sex and stuff. Right. And then also he mentioned her life and her dreams or her past relationships. He was trying to convince her to go with him and to, to experience him and her him experience her, but as a metaphor of, of as a truck and stuff. Okay. Right? Yeah. That that's how I took it. I could be wrong, but that's how I took it. That there is no right answer. There is no wrong answer. There is only your opinion, and you are not alone in that. A lot of people say uh, about fifty fifty. About half the people say she doesn't. He doesn't convince her enough. He doesn't sell it enough for her to come in. It's about him. The other half say yes, she does. She decides to take a chance and go with them. And I think that's the beauty of the song is they're both right and they're both wrong. So thank you, my friend. This is wonderful. I have a, I have a, question, sure. I have a question for you, though. Sure. I know Julie doesn't work that way. No, I love questions. it. But what made you start your podcast? So a couple of things. Great. I always love talking about this because I hope it inspires other people to do it. I had been in, I had been doing podcasts with friends of talking about TV shows, right? Like we'd watch a TV show and then we'd do a discussion. And we had done a bunch of science fiction, Farscape. We had done Doctor Who, a real good friend of mine. We're, we were both big Firefly fans. So we started doing Castle, the Nathan Fillion mystery show. And so I was doing all these and I, I really started... In 
in 2002, I saw Bruce Springsteen live for the first time. I'd been a fan ever since 1980, but seeing him live was one of those, oh my goodness, I can't believe this guy. And so I slowly started becoming bigger of a fan. And I, Lynette Carolla, who was married to Adam Carolla at the time, did a few episodes of a podcast where she talked to other celebrities about being fans of Bruce's music. And she quit doing it. And I was like, I want to hear that podcast. And so in the spirit of lighting a candle instead of cursing the darkness, I'm like, if I want to hear this podcast, maybe other people want to. So I went to the guy who owns our network and it's now I've gone to a different network. He ended up closing down, but I went to Rob and I said, I want to do a Springsteen podcast. And he goes, okay, what's a Springsteen podcast? I said, I'm going to talk to music fans from around the world about how much they love Bruce Bean and his music. And he said, that sounds really good. He said, but a lot of the questions you're talking about is how my wife and I feel about Wilco. So maybe just think about every once in a while, do an episode where you have people who are fans of other musicians. And I said, oh, that's a great idea. From the very beginning, I did a B-side episode. Remember, I'm old enough that a 45 had an A-side and a B-side. So I did B-sides. I started doing it in 2015. And I started doing it and doing it. Earlier this year, I hit my thousandth episode. And so now then, I still talk to a ton of Bruce Springsteen fans. But I've expanded it to to talk to people who are passionate about their creative endeavor, whether it's a book, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a comic, whether they love Janet Jackson, whether they love Van Morrison, whatever musician they love and whatever endeavor they love, other podcasters. And so that's, and it's all about conversations to me, Prince George. It's the idea you and I get to talk and you share what excites you about the creative process, what excites you about putting stuff out into the world. And I believe that in a small way, us having this conversation makes the world a better place because you're able to share your passion and people hear it. And I hope it inspires them to go, I can do that. And so that's where it came from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So another question. So we can sure. let me interview you on my podcast. Yeah. We can let me interview you on my podcast. I'd love it. Anytime. Just let me know when and I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, that'd be we, fun. Do a, we do a podcast every Saturday from 4.30 to 5.30. Okay. And it airs on Apple Podcasts. Okay. So yeah. I want to, because I what my plan is that ultimately is to get enough interviews in with enough different people mm-hmm. in order to shed light, like again, shed light on other people's uh, gifts and their talents and their, what they want to do and how they want to go about it. Sure. And then, I do also want to start, we have a thing, our show is through Warzone Comics and Zone Radio mm-hmm. Lines. And yeah. basically, you know how iHeartRadio has a lot of different radio shows? Yeah. Effectively. There's one station, but a lot of different shows. Sure. And pretty much the dream is to do that, is to get a lot of different, mm-hmm. build a network of a lot of different shows. Sure. And put them together. And everybody own their own individual shows. Mm-hmm. But show everybody how to make money from their shows. Oh, yeah. It's that's one awesome. Have, it's one thing to have exposure, which is great, right? But we all need Everybody needs money. Yeah, exactly. And stuff, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So my thing is to do that, ultimately. Mm-hmm. It's so people, okay, you can make money this way. You can make money that way. Yeah. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try this formula to do this? And basically, the things that I've learned doing regular radio and the things that I've learned in my career, I want to share those gifts with everybody else. Sure. And Absolutely. Absolutely. That hopefully that helps other people in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That is great. All right. Any final thoughts before I get you out of here? No, not really. Okay. Okay. Oh, 
by the way, we are Warzone Comics because we're a comic book entertainment company. We are venturing off into real estate. So those okay. of you guys who want to get into real estate, either buying real estate, selling real estate, or uh -huh. getting investment properties, we're getting into that as well. Which okay. I know is a contradiction to what we do comic books, but we get into we do sure. all different forms of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So we also want to do that as well to help other people as well. Okay, good. All right, listeners, go check out the website. Go check out some of the work. For now, be safe, be kind, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.